Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Friday, my friends. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein Talk Daily Podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And we begin with a bit of boxing and the news that Tyson Fury will now fight Dillian, not Dylan, White, for the heavyweight title and the unification bout against Alexander Usyk won't now be happening. Anthony Joshua's promoter, Eddie Hearn, told TalkSport that it was Fury who chose not to fight the Ukrainian. WBC heavyweight champion of the world. The reality is, is that Tyson Fury does not want to fight Alexander Usyk next for the undisputed championship. He wants to have an interim bout, and that's what slowed things down because we couldn't really understand what, why, you know, just beat Deontay Wilder, which is the undisputed fight, and then he wants to have the interim bout. Then last night or yesterday, no, I want to fight Dillian White next. So all the work that's been going on behind the scenes. Not really, I haven't been driving those talks, I've just been listening. It's kind of like crumbled away because Fury's now decided, no, actually, I don't want to fight Usyk for the Undisputed, I want to fight someone else, oh, actually, I'll fight Dillian White. So as we stand here now, at nearly 2 p.m. on a Thursday, yep. we are going to Perspids tomorrow in Mexico City for Tyson Fury against Dillian White. Anything could change. In five minutes, I receive a call, something <laughs> else has changed, but that's what's happening at the moment. We can see AJ hasn't been like in the ring for some time. We know he's publicly said as much that he wants to change his training team. But this has all been done in the aftermath, obviously, the immediate aftermath of that first fight. Eddie Hearn couldn't tell us quick enough that he was activating his rematch clause, that he wanted that rematch. I think Tyson Fury's emergence over Wilder. Can we get undisputed done? I think personally it came at a great time for AJ because he thought, you know what? I can step aside here, save a little bit of face, rebuild with a new team, get another knockout somewhere else, and then fight the winner at the end of the year anyway. Plus, there might even be a little bag of gold in there for me. But I think the reaction to a lot of fans, and the biggest audience in the UK, let's be honest, is the football fan. I think a lot of football fans said, wait a minute, I'm an AJ fan. What do you mean he's going to take £15 million and not even throw a punch? Well, this is not the guy I support. And I think that, as well as many other factors, I'm sure, is, is what has, has made it all collapse at the last minute. But AJ's his own man. He's in charge of his destiny. He's always told me he wants to fight the very best. He ducks nobody, and that's what I love about Anthony Joshua. He may not be the number one at the moment. That's Tyson Fury. Alexander Usyk, one of the greatest pound-for-pound fighters in boxing today, full stop. But Anthony, what I love about him is that attitude. Mm -hmm. He wants a war. He wants to test himself, and he wants that rematch. Now, in the previous episode of the podcast... 
Carlton Cole slammed Manchester United for their treatment of Jesse Messi Lingard as the England international hopes for a loan move away from Old Trafford, brackets OT. We'll hear from Sir Les Ferdinand in a moment, but first here's Ali McQuist, who's not happy with United either. Manchester United are taking advantage of the fact that Newcastle's owners have got plenty of dough. I'm not happy with it because they should have got the same deal as when Lingard went to West Ham. And if they're looking for it, they get 12 million off West Ham last year for the same deal. Okay, fair enough. But if they're just trying to take advantage of Newcastle and it's affecting the boy, I'm not happy. I mean, I I just want to see Jesse Lingard play. I think it's bang out of order myself. Man United, they're doing this to him because they're not looking after the players' welfare. the way the Premier League is it's just the way it works and if Jesse Lingard goes there and keeps Newcastle in the division what is it worth to Newcastle in what they're trying to do and where they're trying to go I understand it's business and sometimes people have a commodity that you're trying to get if you want that commodity you've got to pay for it and unfortunately sometimes the prices have been inflated but that's the way the Premier League is at the moment Over now to kick off with you not you Q Wizencroft Talk Sport Breaking News And it's a big one as far as Newcastle United's fans are concerned because TalkSport understands you have now wrapped up and concluded a deal for Bruno Guimaraes from Lyon for £30 million. Really good player. Uh, Somebody who is very good at kind of organising the midfield. Somebody who's physical, intense. um, Somebody who does all of the basics very well. He's not going to get you a ton of goals. He's not going to get you a ton of assists. But he will give them that very solid base in midfield that they need. What this does is it actually sends a bit of a message. Because there are a lot of clubs in Europe who would very much like to have signed him. The general feeling around Newcastle has been it's all a bit kind of throwing darts at the wall, isn't it? But this actually is a really smart signing. It's a little bit like being on Football Manager with a cheat code. You can just bid for who you want and work <laughs> We've got such a short space of time to pull this around. I'm not trying to sound like a pessimist. I think it's a little bit too late for this team to gel quickly and you know turn things around. But just give it a go. You've got to be optimistic and just really give it a go. Prospective Everton manager Vitor Pereira spoke to Sky Sports about his interview for the job at Goodison Park and why his critics should not judge him. We'll hear from Gabby Agbonlahor and the male's Dom King. But first, it's Moni Moni Simon Jordan who believes the interview may have harmed his chances. Clearly the fact that they were doing a selection process of a variety of different candidates puts this as one guy amongst the mix. Yeah. Now, he may have eliminated himself because what Mashiri may do, or anyone else that's around Mashiri might think, that's not really very clever thinking. You'd have been better advised to keep your own counsel. Should it eliminate him from the job is the bigger question. I think it probably will because they'll think maybe that wasn't the most sensible thing to do. So if you're not sensible before you get in the door, what are you going to be like when you actually get in the door? There just doesn't seem to be a, a coherent plan. And that's that's the thing that's causing the alarm bells to ring. It's been one thing after another with Mashiri uh, over the last six years. That, and the money that's being wasted, he has to get this one right. Why don't the ball listen to the um, fans for once? You know, listen to the fans. Who do the fans want? You know, it might take pressure off yourself because if they don't listen to the fans now and give Pereira the job and he loses his first two, three games, it's going to be the same as it was at the end of Benitez. It's going to be a toxic atmosphere. So you either either go and get a Lampard or someone that the fans prefer 
or you keep Duncan Ferguson in there. What the fans are going through, you can't sort of um, dismiss this the sort of anger and the, the hurt that they're feeling because mm. the, the way the club's being treated is an outrage. Bringing in a manager who doesn't know the Premier League now and risk, you know, Everton being in a relegation battle. Like he says, Newcastle next. What a, what a game that is. Massive. So I, don't, I just don't understand why yeah, he'd risk it. And, and Pereira loses his first three games. It could be talking a Watford situation where you're sacking him before the end of the season. I think the first thing they should have done when he took over was bring in a director of football, plan mm-hmm. out a vision for the club, and then you bring managers that fit that vision. Instead, they went out flexing their checkbook and just bought players in because they could and believed that in bringing these individuals in, they were showing their ambition. But what they're stuck with now is a collection of players brought in by seven different managers and they simply don't work. Now, Saturday at 8pm, you can hear our next episode of Up Front With. And would you believe it's my wingman on a Tuesday, sometimes when he can be bothered, Super Charlie Austin, as the QPR striker discusses his career. He's been in conversation with Tuxball Sam Matterface and shared how it felt to never, ever, 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 ever get an England cap. Laughter track. Sometimes your face don't fit. But I don't want to know why I didn't get called up, Sam, if I'm brutally honest. Did you get on with Brian Hodgson? Didn't really speak to him. He's not my cup of tea. It was one of them. He's not in the game for that. You're not in that game for as long as you are if you don't have to make decisions and that are not going to please everybody. So I won't be the only person that didn't get on with get on with him. The reason why I didn't really get on with him or a dislike was because he didn't give me a cap. It's as simple as that. <laughs> Did you tell him? No, I thought, you know what? I'm going to have to show you when we play against you a couple of times. And you did? Tried to. Hello, I'm Laura Woods and this is TalkSport Daily. On now to breakfast and presenter Alan Brazil looking back to when he first started on TalkSport 122 years ago when, of course, he was alongside a 50-year-old Andy Jacobs. Oh, no, sorry, 22 years ago, my mistake. So I turn up at two minutes to seven, right? Oxford Street. Luckily, it was within walking distance. So I, I, I find eventually find top radio in Oxford Street. There's this little rotund Welshman. What time do you call this? It was Parry. <laughs> and he's steam coming out of his ears. What time do you... I went, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, uh, Sorry, you are? He said, I run this place here and you should have been here an hour ago. I said, excuse me, I'm on from seven till nine. I went, yeah, what time is it? He said, two minutes. I said, well, I'm here, I'm two minutes early. <laughs> I says, where's my script, right? That's a true story, right? Where's my script? He went, script? What script? I went, well, what am I meant to do? He said, just go in there, talk, tell them who you are, and the phone lines will light up, and there'll be a, a cabbie on his break having a coffee and a sandwich. He'll call you. I went, oh, you're having a laugh. Come on. And he went, no, 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 no. Play, but there was no one else to do it. So I walk in this wee booth, right, and got the headphones on. I'm like, oh, all right. And I said, ding, after the news. Four minutes after seven o'clock. Good evening. How are you? Alan Brazil here. Yeah, I used to play. Anyway, chatting all of a sudden. Ding, 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 ding. All these lights came on. And that was it. I ended up talking for two hours to cab drivers who were on the brakes. And then, anyway, so he said, we might use you again. That was good. I went, oh, might you? Oh, great. Thank you. I'll be in touch. And then the next night he said, do you fancy it again? Do you fancy it again? And then before I knew it, I'm sitting in, in Canary Wharf. And he said, what about breakfast? I went, oh, don't be stupid. No. Don't Johnny. be stupid. I couldn't get up at 10 o'clock for football. What time's breakfast? I said, 6 till 10. I went, ah, 
no, 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 no. So they got James Whale, the great James Whale, to come and see me. And we sat and we had a glass of wine together and he went through it all. And I went, all right, I'll give it a try. I'll give it a try. That's how it all started. Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app wherever you get your podcasts from. I don't really care. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. I'm back on TalkSport, of course, today on Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show at 4pm alongside DB, Darren Ben. And by the way, in my show today at 5 o'clock, we have our top five at five. And as yet, we haven't really got an idea as to what it's going to be about. So if you've got an idea, find me on Instagram at AndyGoldstein05. And if it gets chosen, I'll give you a little mention. Actually, I won't. I'll claim it as my own work. Before I go, let me tell you about Huddersfield against Stoke. It's in the Championship, and it's live and exclusive to TalkSport 2. It kicks off at 7.45. That's it. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful day, and above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. He's done it again. He's done it again. That was a podcast from TalkSport.